0: And I think Pact for a Purpose is an absolute statement to that, that people of all ages, all ethnicities, from all continents, choose to be generous.
1: Hi, this is Shannon. And Kristen. We're better known as the Vogel Twins. Twins. Yay! Woo-hoo! Uh, today's guest, I am so excited. I know. I think obsessed. we're always excited, but like we had this really good off mic conversation uh, before we recorded. So we really got to know this I guest. I know. Like, off mic, we were like, oh my God, there's so many quotable moments. We I, need to, we can't wait for you to be on. So I I'm know. so excited to share her wisdom with all of you guys today. Yes. So today's guest is Rebecca Rothney. She is the CEO of Pack for a Purpose. She took her first overseas Trip at age 11 and never looked back. During the last 72 years, Rebecca has visited 48 countries in Ooh. all seven continents. Damn. Oh, I know, I'm not even there yet. <laughs> uh, the idea for Pack for Purpose evolved from Rebecca's travels in Africa with her husband, Scott, where they had the opportunity to visit an elementary school and decide to bring. 140 pounds of supplies to the children and saw what a big impact it was for them. When she founded Pack for a Purpose 11 years ago, her computer skills were almost non-existent. (laughs) She thought text belonged in a book, blackberries belonged in a cobbler and she and she only thought spreadsheets were for a bed welcome rebecca thank you so
0: much for being on today (laughs) oh it is such an honor and a privilege thank you so much i'm very excited to have the opportunity Uh, to reach out to all of your followers who are also travelers so i'm very appreciative Um, Oh,
1: i'm uh, so excited rebecca we can't wait to have you on we already talked about this we were gushing over you like off mic and we're like oh she's like a new bestie i know (laughs) just a ray of sunshine Sunshine. it's just amazing what you've done and i want to get into that today so what events in your life led you to start doing this specific type of work
0: there were a lot of events, actually, but going back to my childhood, which was 62 years ago, maybe, I think that's your childhood when you're <laughs> 10, it was always instilled in me by my parents that when you are a part of a community, you have a responsibility to contribute to that community. I was never paid money for chores. Mother was like, well, you sleep in the bed, of course you would make the bed. Why would I pay you for making a bed that you're sleeping in? (laughs) So I was given an allowance to teach me how to manage money, but everything else was an obligation and an opportunity to contribute. Another thing my mother was really, it was very important to her, was acknowledging someone's hospitality with gratitude. So if we were having lunch with somebody or spending the weekend with somebody, we always had to take what my mother called a hostess gift to say thank you for your hospitality. So it didn't matter if they were richer than us or the same economic status of us or a lower economics, it had nothing to do with charity, but everything to do with gratitude. And that was just instilled in me in a very early age. Who doesn't like gratitude? And it always enhances every situation. So those are some of the things, I think, um, that were important to me growing up that were instilled in me that motivated this. Then Mm -hmm. I always wanted to travel. When I was 14, I had big travel posters. Back then, travel agencies had travel posters all over my bedroom. And then I decided that if I made the money I would have the money to travel and nobody could tell me no. So I started babysitting at 13. Now, I don't want any of your followers to have a heart attack. But back then, (laughs) the people who were older got 50 cents an hour. So Whoa. I decided to try oh, I and it. undercut the older girls in the neighborhood by charging 40 cents an hour so oh, I could get some of their business. <laughs> I took oh, the, the Girl Scout, you know, babysitting badge or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And so oh, my God. by the time I was 18, I'd saved up $500 at 40 cents an hour, and I thought, well, now That's I can nice. travel. At the same time, my mother had a job, took a job at Eastern Airlines. It's now defunct. And that allowed her and her children to go to use tickets. So I was able to get a ticket for $99 that got me to my study abroad in London for the summer of my sophomore year, and I stopped in Israel to visit my cousins on the way, and I went to Greece and Germany to visit this German exchange student, and I had my 20th birthday in Spain. So travel was always really important to me. And my parents always gave me the notion that differences were something to be explored and possibly celebrated, but they were never a threat. So if I ate with my hands and you ate with chopsticks and somebody else ate with a fork, we could all have dinner together. Maybe I'd wanna give chopsticks a try or a fork, or maybe I wouldn't, but I didn't have to feel unhappy because you weren't eating with the same utensil I was. The important thing was that we were sharing a meal. So I think all of those things combined with my underlying Fixation, which my husband can tell you, is I hate waste. We probably waste one to two pounds of food a year in our home. If it comes into the house and goes into the fridge, it it gets eaten. Period. I turn on the water and I'm brushing (laughs) my teeth. We collect buckets of water in the shower while we're waiting for it to warm up because. There's just yeah. no reason to waste anything. So, when we were going yes. to Africa for the first time with Wilderness Safaris, just an incredible organization, they mentioned you could visit a school. I'm like, wow. I had to beg for school supplies, literally, when I was teaching in Raleigh, North Carolina, many, 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 many years ago, <laughs> because they just didn't have budgets. And we had this huge luggage allowance that we were allowed overseas. But when we were flying, they were flying in six-seater Cessnas back then. They literally weighed you and your luggage. If you weighed more than a certain my amount, God. you had to tell them ahead of time and pay for two seats. Luckily, neither my husband or I weighed that much. And they were serious. Oh goodness! <laughs> the planes don't stay up if there's too much weight in them. And then they told us we could yes. only have 22 pounds a person. And that included camera equipment. And back then, there was no digital. Yes. It was all film. Yeah. <laughs> so but, so we packed our 22 pounds each, which was less than we could have in our carry-on going overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, we have another 140 pounds because the suitcase is going to waste something empty. I'm not going to waste yeah. that. That's free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we ask Wilderness <laughs> what the school needs they can tell us and then I will ask all my friends to help me and we will collect those supplies and deliver them. So I told all my friends give up one bought coffee, just one cause they're about $5, right? Here's a list of the things I need buy those supplies and give them to me. And then I will take them on our trip to Botswana for this school. And then of course, you know, when they have the school supply sales, it's a dollar for a ruler and a dime for an eraser. So we, we loaded up. And when we went over, we had all these supplies with us. Wilderness was quite wonderful. They flew the supplies from South Africa, where we landed in Johannesburg, to our last safari destination at their expense, but they, you know, it was a long time ago, it was easier. And yeah. so when we arrived at our last camp, we happened to be able to go to the school cause it was 15 minutes away. So we, the supplies were waiting for us. We went to the school. There were some children playing with like a ball of rags. That's what they had as a soccer ball. We went in, we met with the principal who almost burst into tears cause we had taken a whole bunch of rulers that were metric because we're probably the only country in the world still using yeah. inches. <laughs> yeah. but that, and that's yeah. the king's inches. Like, why him? But anyway, and the t- there were no rulers in the school. The school building was lovely, yeah. but they just didn't have rulers and they didn't have any soccer balls. And we had taken several soccer balls and pumps. So after we did this, I told my husband, we are doing this. Every time we go, we need to find out what's needed and take it because I don't know what's needed. I needed to know what mm-hmm. what they told me was needed. So we started doing it for a few times. We had our friends. Some friends wanted to go back with us to Africa. We're like, okay, but you have to pack for a purpose. And we didn't even have a formal name back then. We didn't. Yeah. So we kept doing this and doing this. And then when we went to Kenya, we were staying with the Lewa... Um, oh what lewo wilderness safaris it, it's a rhino conservancy and they had schools and a clinic that they support and we emailed them probably it was my husband because i didn't email back then and we said <laughs> if you could have anything you wanted for your clinic and your schools what would you like because we had our own driver guide in kenya so we knew that even if we were flying a segment all 200 pounds could be put in the vehicle and they would go with stanley who was our amazing guy so they said well we would love a stethoscope and a blood pressure cuff because we don't have those i was like what how can you be a clinic and not have a stethoscope so i called my friend who was a nurse she was an er nurse at duke and i was like jan I have to have a stethoscope and a blood pressure cuff. So of course there's so much excess in the United States, so much waste. Mm -hmm. She was able to give me two stethoscopes and four blood pressure cuffs. So I was talking with Bert DePlessis, who was the uh, travel advisor we were using for the safari in Kenya. And I said, Bert, surely all of your clients take supplies. They're never gonna use the 200 luggage allowance. Because you can do that once you're on continent. You're flying in much smaller planes, and you they wash your clothes and everything in the safari camp. He said, no, none of them do. I was like, really? Didn't they have mothers? But he said, they just don't think about it. And I said, yeah. okay, I will give them a way to think about it. Because if they think about it, I'm convinced they'll choose to do it. So my husband burst out laughing, not because he doesn't love me, but because he's like, Rebecca, you make me type your emails. How are you going to do this on the internet? I'm like, well, I have a lot of friends with incredible internet skills and they all love and lust after my homemade chocolate mint chip cookies. So I'll get them to do it for my cookies. And they (laughs) did, they did. (laughs) And we made use of the resources. I'll do anything for (laughs) food. We made use of the resources of the universities. So we started getting interns and that was a huge help. But for the first two years, I just sat there in terror and watched what the interns were doing. And then slowly but surely, our volunteer webmaster, Justin, who's incredible, forced me, and I think that is an appropriate word, forced me to acquire some internet skills. So now I'm at the skill level of an average third grader. I've been assured. Perfect. I can, we're using WordPress, which is very easy. But just knowing that there was a need, that it was simple to do it, if it was simple and easy, and people knew what was needed, because I think one thing that's so important about Pack for a Purpose is everything comes from the community. The projects are selected by the community. The needs list comes from the community because how can I sit here in North Carolina and tell somebody what they need in Zimbabwe? I don't live there. I don't know what's available or what might not be available. So those were all things that influenced me to, to start this uh, very naively, but luckily my friends do love my cookies. So (laughs) I had no Uh, idea what I was doing. I mean, less than no idea. Uh, But my husband's been incredibly supportive after he stopped laughing the first time which I understood (laughs) understood. yeah I mean yeah (laughs) I think that's
1: just an incredible thought though that like you saw that there was a problem and you wanted to like go above it you know what I mean yeah like okay like I want to like figure this out how can we make this work even with your limited computer skills I'm gonna overcome this you know like I love that about you and I'm not gonna lie like off mic we did talk about your cookies and the fact that you got all your friends to do this, which I think just is a testament of who you hang out with as well. It's yes. a testament of yourself and how generous you very, very are. But I just love that they all did it for cookies. I'm sure <laughs> they did it for more than that. Of course. I, th- I of think course. we're not giving them enough credit, but I do think your cookies were a great factor in that. <laughs>
0: well, we should give them a lot of credit because they're amazing people. Yes. and they re- So when I set up my board, I'm like, okay cindy who's my one of my dearest friends who passed away two years ago from metastatic breast cancer was a lawyer i'm like cindy can be our lawyer and kristen she's my friend who's a cpa she can do all of that so i took all the skills i would need that i had friends who were already professionals in those fields and asked them Mm -hmm. and they cared very much about the mission all the members of our board have independently packed for a purpose so I think you, I always tell my interns, if you don't ask, nobody can say yes. If they say no, you just need to ask somebody different. (laughs) So I'm a big believer in asking pleasantly, courteously, what you need for what you need, and then trying to go from there. And... It, mm-hmm. it just I thought well this is silly I know people are kind and generous but we need to make it easy for them this is maybe their vacation mm-hmm. they may have saved up for a lifetime to do this so if it's simple and easy mm-hmm. I think they will and of course they have and Wilderness Safaris was incredibly generous because they put our logo and information on their website when they had oh, nobody, no. nobody so else's huge. info on their website and they're a big name we were like I guess yeah. the expression is "chopped liver." I mean, nobody knew about <laughs> us, that. so having Aww, that, but having that much. cachet, was a really big help yeah, yes. in uh, giving us believability. Giving—I don't know if that's a word—legitimacy uh, for sure. Credibility, yeah, yeah,
1: legitimacy, credibility, believability. You know, the abilities. You got it. <laughs> yes,
0: that's exactly right. Exactly. exactly right. The one thing I have in abundance. <laughs> is persistence let's not think of you know something that bites you and never lets go i like to think of it in more (laughs) favorable terms but (laughs) i i do have an abundance of persistence um there's really nothing extraordinary about me that isn't present in hundreds of thousands of other people you just have to i mean i think that's what's so wonderful about me is that sincerely i'm so ordinary yeah. i'm not i'm not like some superwoman <laughs> i don't have any superhero talents uh, but, but and there's so many people who never get acknowledged out there who are doing so yeah. many things because everybody yeah. can choose to be persistent everybody can have a dream or a goal it just takes follow through and the time to do it. So yeah. I have accomplished with the help of all my volunteers and interns mm-hmm. and friends, we have accomplished some wonderful things, but I would suggest to your listeners that you can do it too. It's simply yeah, a matter I... of persistence. Yes.
1: yes. And I think that's what's so, what's something I love about Pack for Purpose and your story in general is like, I think it's just a constant reminder is like everyone starts somewhere. Like you have this idea, you have this passion. I think it's so important that like you can do this too. It's like, it's just these like little steps, these little momentous like moments that create like what you have now, like 11 years now. And like you have so much more than like when you started and like a lot of learning processes. So I'm actually curious, is there like any, particular like moment or memory that has stood out to you since you've been doing this?
0: Well, one of the things I really wanted to have happen was to have brides and grooms be participants because I thought this is so perfect. You're going to have a destination wedding or a honeymoon and all you have to do, it doesn't have to cost anyone an extra penny. Remember, I don't like waste Mm -hmm. instead of somebody spending $3 at the gift store to buy some huge honking bow to put on your package, instead of that, do bows honk? I don't know. But to put on your package, (laughs) they could just put on three rulers, a couple of packages of erasers, a couple of boxes of crayons as the bow. Your bride, maid of honor, could collect all that stuff off the presents, put it in a duffel bag. No one spent an extra dime, but you've turned the occasion of your love and your commitment to each other as a way to express your love and commitment, your gratitude for, I shouldn't say love, your gratitude for and your commitment to the community where your big day is taking place or where you're having your honeymoon. So I was like, this has got to be a way. There's some way we have to connect with brides and grooms. And finally, this marvelous couple from Germany, Anne and Alexis, chose to be the first bride and groom. They went to Tanzania and they went to Zanzibar. And it turns out that the groom's mother was a midwife. And she was joining them on their honeymoon and the wedding. So they must have all gotten along really well. And they had a lot of friends who were doctors. So they took a bunch of supplies, a suitcase full of supplies, the Red Monkey Lodge, which was where they were staying as, for part of the time, was working with the community hospital. So not only did they do that, and you can find their story on our website, including photos of her in her beautiful gown. But a year later, they decided they wanted to go back to Zanzibar again, and once again, They took medical supplies and met with the same doctors again at the hospital. So that was really momentous for me because it's such an easy thing to do and it expands the the meaning, the depth, the joy of that solemn occasion exponentially. So it may be a silly thing, but that really, that was made me very happy.
1: I that's such. I'd that. say that's such a beautiful moment, especially because I feel like you. Like it's interesting to hear like how your story has evolved, and just like you sharing these things about how you always started with your parents telling you about gratitude and growing up that way, and like having this idea that I'm not the only you know person who wants to be generous. And that moment for you is such a beautiful full circle moment that like jump starts this whole pack for purpose where people are so passionate about this, like this message that you have And the fact that you've given a platform for people to just like, you know, have the ability to give back, like you said, it's like people would be willing, but they had no idea that they could. It's just more about being like giving them the opportunity to be able to do these things. Like a lot of people don't take, and I think I said it before that first step or that first like, I think people, most people actually would be happy to, like you said, give back and do these things. They just don't know like where to start or how to do these things or, you know, especially if like, you know, you're traveling like at a wedding. No one thinks to be like, oh, like, what's a local school in the area for me to be able to, you know, be able to give these supplies here. But you've been able to create this that way. It's this, like, nice streamed line, like, right, giving it right there and then for them. So it's
0: like, I think such a fantastic thing that you've done.
1: Yes. I think mm-hmm. it's honestly incredible.
0: Thank you. Because everybody can be generous. Yeah. I mean, we've had people packed yes. for a purpose from the age of five to whatever. Definitely in their 70s yeah. or 80s. Yes. Because everybody... Yeah can do it. There's no, there's nobody who can't pack for a purpose. If all you can take yes. is one tube of antibiotic cream, that could prevent 30 children from getting an infection from when they were outside playing three ounces. So you may not be able to take a whole bunch of supplies. You might be flying on a tiny plane or you might have weight restrictions or you might've spent every last time saving up for this experience but you could do that. Yes. So I don't believe that whatever yes. you do whatever you do is always enough. If it's what you can do, yes. then it's a lovely thing and it's not a competition ever. No. Generosity is not something and gratitude you compete for. It's just something that can embrace everybody and I think we always yes. enhanced you know by that thing and I think most people's mothers taught them and fathers Taught them to be generous. I mean, everybody understands that. Maybe not two-year-olds. It takes a while to learn to share your toys. I get that. But as we <laughs> evolve into sentient <laughs> human beings, hopefully that's a behavior yes. that that we have learned and and instilled. I mean, we've had Eagle Scouts pack for a purpose, Girl Scouts pack for a purpose, people on their honeymoon pack for a purpose children, people who retired. And that's what also gives me a thrill to see the depth of people who pack for a purpose. And people have packed for a purpose from all six continents, people from Asia and South America and Europe and Africa and North America. I'm sure I'm forgetting Asia, nobody and Australia. No one's done it from Antarctica because it really doesn't work there but yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no because it is simple and easy everybody mm-hmm. can do it
1: um what were some of the big learns you had
0: when you started the
1: nonprofit
0: well there were a lot of learns for me because as we know I started <laughs> with no internet skills but I had run a successful yes. business before and so there were certain things okay. I absolutely understood part of it was being prepared so by making sure we were a 501c3, by making sure we had our registered trademarks, all those kind of things you would want to do, I set that up right away. With the help of course of my friend who was a lawyer and my friend who was the accountant, Kristen and Cindy, I was able to get all of that done. But mm-hmm. I was so technically challenged it would make people in the IT field just weak. So we oh. did the website, our webmaster Justin set up a site not live so that we could test everything Mm -hmm. and it you'll notice in the bottom of our pages it says how to pack and there's an arrow so i was beta testing everything and i was the perfect person because heaven's knows if i could figure out how to do it (laughs) anybody could figure out how to do it so i emailed justin and i was like justin i think the arrow's broken when i click on it nothing happens and justin said Rebecca did you click on the words how to pack and I said well why would I do that when there's an arrow our arrows click if you click on an arrow on our website it goes somewhere (laughs) so so I think making it very user-friendly I don't want, I mean, it's great if someone has the time and they're interested in the stories to spend 20 minutes on our website. I want you to be able to go to our website, figure out the place you're going, the project you want to support, what the needs are, and be off our website in less than five minutes because time is everybody's most valuable resource. So I needed to make it really very, very easy and very user-friendly. And I, I was the good person to test that because... Our arrows click. I also. (laughs) would be a great
1: user tester.
0: (laughs) I also. So when we first started, we just had one box that said supplies needed. They weren't in alphabetical order. It was just some mishmash, and that was that. Then someone said, "You know, I think it would be." Oh, then, then this fabulous person, his family owns Cristalino Jungle Lodge in Brazil, and I got actually got to meet Alex in New York when we. Uh, both won the Condé Nast Global Vision Award in 2012. But he sent us an email, and one of his requests, you know, he filled out the form, was an outboard motor. Well, my intern at the time, <laughs> Karen and I, went, an outboard motor? How does that fit in your suitcase? Well, he did need it. They do a lot of scientific research and everything, but I'm like, yes. we need to make this clear that these items <laughs> don't fit in your suitcase so i never let alex forget this we had such a hoot about hoot about that in new york when i actually got to meet him so he said we need to make this easier we need to have checklists so if you're a participant and you go to our website we need to have categories and always have an other in case there's something we forgot so you can type it in so we organize things we said well let's look and see what people are consistently requesting for schools for clinics i uh interacted with a veterinarian. North Carolina State University has an incredible school of veterinary medicine. So I emailed one of them and said, could you give me a list of common supplies that would be needed in a vet clinic? And then of course we interacted with a doctor. Can you tell us things that would be needed commonly um, in this type of clinic? So that we got those, we made it list. And then we also put them in alphabetical order because that just We love the alphabet in that song. It just makes life easier. That and being able to count on your fingers. Those are the gifts to us as children. (laughs) And so those were things. I used to think you put up a website once. I know this is terrifying to believe a human being thought this, but I did. And that was it. You never had to change it. I was so surprised (sighs) when our graphic designer and, and webmaster said, we need to update the website. I was like, no, we don't. I love our website. Everybody loves our <laughs> <It's> website. <exciting. laughs> they're Aww, like, yes, sure. we do. <laughs> so, yeah. I've learned you can always Aww. be better at whatever you're doing, even if it's just yeah. a smidge. Yeah. So yes. I think that creating the specific needs yeah. list was very important and putting them in alphabetical order and that you're always going to need yeah. to update your website in some capacity to be sure it's at the top oh. of the game. Because if you're going to do anything in life my parents taught me, you do it to the very best of your ability and or your friend's ability if you're lucky enough to enlist them in your project. Uh,
1: Yes no and i'll say this right now too shannon and i um which our our guests know this but we're product designers outside of podcasting Yeah. so actually our job is pretty much to do what you did for those and there's a lot of learns in that like there's a lot of process back and forth of making it this very user-friendly sort of experience especially with what you do like you want to make sure and i've used your website obviously and i would say coming from a product designer it was very easy to use like i was able to you know Select the, the country I was wanting to go into, like see the list of things that you know I was looking, I was like, oh, do I have these supplies? Like, yeah. you know, it was really easy to do. And you made it like so effortless for people. And that's why like something I love about Pack for a Purpose, like you know, the your struggles were worth it. Just want to let you know. Yeah. It's a great website. It probably yeah. created a few it new neurons awesome.
0: in my brain, which is always good as you're getting yeah. <laughs> as you're getting older. No, it's yeah. really important. And it's re- important to respond mm-hmm. to your stakeholders. It is. So, some of our participants yeah, said, well, yes. what if something's needed more urgently? I thought, okay, mm-hmm. how can we do that? So then the webmaster suggested, what if we put an asterisk by it? And if I see anything has an asterisk, we'll have a drop down that says these items are needed more urgently. Then one of our board members said, well, I'm not sure that these are visually clear enough. So then we made those yeah. items red. So it's like when stakeholders yeah. want something or how do we update our needs list so we have a simple form they can fill out. So I think if you listen to the people you want to help, listen carefully, yes. then you can always be yeah. more helpful to them. I love that. You, yes. literally,
1: you literally just described my day today. <laughs> you described my work day. <laughs> Listen to the people. Design a way to make it easier. But like you said, your whole message is to make it as effortless as you can. You know, yeah. it's like you don't want to inconvenience anybody, but you want to also be helpful. And I actually want to ask, like, what was involved in going from fewer than you know thirty participants on the website eleven years ago to having over four hundred and fifty participants now? Like, like you mentioned, you you definitely listened, and look at the growth. Yeah, <laughs> people are happy. People are clearly happy. <laughs> Well, as I mentioned earlier- I think earlier, it's more than the
0: cookies. Yeah. <laughs> a great deal of persistence. Um, there was yes. some thumb sucking and rocking back and forth in a con- in a corner and tears when I had to go to C drive on the computer. But I now do that with total confidence and courage.
1: Yes. claps I'm- for Rebecca. <laughs> claps
0: for Rebecca. <laughs> what also helped was some of the very- well-known and recognizable entities in the travel industry that chose mm-hmm. to work with us. A lot of people yes. found our logos on our on their competitors' mm-hmm. website and went, "Well, what is this? Maybe I should be doing this." Yeah. And we had a lot of wonderful uh, editorial, like you are giving us now by being advocates. So we actually got an article yes. in Oprah magazine, which was Oprah Here and (laughs) the South African edition. So it turns out there's a place called Earth Lodge in Guatemala. And one of the guests who was going there had read the Oprah magazine, ripped out the page. And when they got to Guatemala, they handed it and said, I know you support a school. You need to be doing this. So part of the growth was organic because of people who were traveling, who knew about it and wanted to make sure to tell the places they were staying, who were supporting community projects about this opportunity. Some of us, we would go anytime someone got an award, we would um, stalk. Stalking is not a good word. We would search. (laughs) We would search. (laughs) There we go. That's a friendly way to put it. (laughs) We would search the internet for places that had won awards. For community involvement mm-hmm. and then we would look and see what we were doing and we would cold call them if you will and send them an invitation and say we can see you're doing wonderful work in your community we would like to be a way, give you a way to even reach out to more people and then invite them to participate on their website so we did a lot of that um, we got to a point where we are now that we don't do that anymore Anybody can go to our website who is an accommodation or a tour company and see exactly what they need to do. So for the last several years, it's been more participants, accommodations, and tour companies going to our website and sending us the information they needed as opposed to spending the time to try and find people to invite. So that's made a more efficient use of our time, but I'm really happy that we've grown to have this kind of capacity but we, we hope to have even more. We want to be in we want every community every place that supports a community project to be promoted on our website so that there's yes. never a missed opportunity for somebody mm-hmm. to express their gratitude to the community they're they're visiting. Ach, ach.
1: And that's I why we love, love you. you oh <laughs> my god this is why we love you so much <laughs> I just, that just is like such an amazing message in in itself you know and how yeah. it's grown and the thing that i am so touched by is like you mentioned earlier the organic growth how it's just yeah. people are drawn to your message because so many people want to help including us i mean yeah that's exactly why i was so drawn to this project in itself like when I was looking up, because granted, it's actually an interesting quick backstory, but yeah. like as travelers ourselves, I've always, I feel like we have the same sentiment as being really curious and open-minded to different cultures. And that's something I pride myself in, but also my parents did a good job in the sense of being like, do not be afraid of differences, embrace the differences and understand those differences. You know, that's how I kind of lived my life. But it wasn't until we backpacked Southeast Asia that we actually did this like elephant sanctuary. We were helping out the animals. And it was my first time traveling with a philanthropic like mission in a way. And it's not that I don't have that ability in me. I just didn't even know the possibility of that were yeah. there yeah. and that sparked my interest in more like, tra- like traveling with things. the purpose and pack for a purpose does that it makes me yeah. feel like I can go to this place but also make a little bit of a difference and it's not that much to ask the things that you're packing for which yeah. is an incredible thing to do I just I, I just I like love your mission and that's why I we couldn't wait to have you on because people are going to grab more people are going to gravitate towards yeah. it and I hope that we're a little bit a part of that growth you know like yes. let's get to 451 participants <laughs> no make that two like, You got me <laughs> definitely Kristen. got us to get, right. get in some more participants in there yeah okay. you already like, got an extra, two, got extra two in that i should have changed it revised it <laughs> um but yeah but you know what i can't wait to just grow your community even more but yeah but what we said earlier you know. no i know and the thing that i think that you actually mentioned before that obviously we are so proud of like how it's grown and to me i think 11 years is like a short time for how much it's grown. Like I think you have done such an amazing job and you've actually even talked about, I think it was, you said 2012, you had the Global Vision Award from Travel and Leisure, which freaking amazing to be getting that award. But is there any other achievements or contributions that you are very proud of?
0: Hmm, let me think about that. Well, I mean, we, we were shortlisted mm-hmm. for the Ethical Observer Awards in 2013. Yeah. I thought it was some spam email. I'd never even heard of it. They <laughs> to go to London. I'm like, well, yeah. I can't do that. I'm going to be in Zambia. <laughs> but, um, oh, yes. and I won, I was awarded a National Geographic Traveler of the Year award. And that was nice because yes, all wow. of those helped increase mm-hmm. the reach. And yes. that's really important because Mm-hmm. I want this to go on, maybe not for forever, and definitely not for forever yeah. and ever, however extra much that is. Yeah. But I would at least like mm-hmm. this to go on for the rest of my lifetime. And at some point, yeah. yes. I will always be the founder, but we need to hire staff. I'm 72. Yeah. God willing, next year I'll be 73. But this takes, <laughs> it takes a lot more work with 450 participants than it did with 50 or yeah. 100 because we're very thorough we send out link checks we re- request supplies be information be sent to us there's a lot that goes on that's very complicated behind that very simple website and that takes time so one thing we're hoping if any of y'all out there know a philanthropist or somebody who yeah, wants everyone. to sponsor <laughs> our website <laughs> we hope you will but that's like in there. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you will send them our way um, but i'm just mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for the affirmation of the deeply held belief I had that people are good, they are kind, they are mm-hmm. generous. You see so much negativity on the news, and it's out there. Mm-hmm. But there's an equal or greater amount of positivity that nobody yes. hears. And I think packed for a purpose yes. is an absolute statement to that that people of all ages, Mm -hmm. all ethnicities, from all continents, Mm -hmm. choose to be generous. They choose Mm -hmm. to be meaningful. And being kind is a choice. You have that choice. It's not, I mean, hopefully you automatically do it, but you choose to do it. And so I think that that's very, that's been a great gift to have that affirmed and to be able to witness that every day in the stories. If you have time and your listeners and they want to go to the stories, they're really yeah, they're really quite amazing. And I think that's something that gives yeah. me a great sense mm-hmm. of pride. Although humble bragging is like not cool, but
1: No, love it. No, <laughs> no. No, you're no I asked the question. I asked the question. <laughs> yeah. You're you're allowed to. We're interviewing you. So yeah. don't worry. We're asking for you to just just tell us all the notches on your belt. Like, just please, like, give it to us. Like, yeah, I love know. it. I love it. But no, honestly, like, you deserve every award. And I agree with the sentiment of how amazing the stories are. When I was on your website, which I highly recommend visiting guys and we'll after put it on. Listening. We'll put it on our website as well to link there. That way you guys can, you Check know, it out to it and but see it. the stories on there are just so beautiful. Like, yeah. I was, like, scrolling. I know you mentioned earlier that, like, you know, people are only on your website for five minutes. I was on it for an hour, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was going through the stories left and right and they were just so resonating and I think your message of gratitude was a really resonating message through every single yeah. story honestly everyone was even grateful for being able to do this it wasn't just the lives that they like you know affected yeah it was just more like the opportunity that was given to them were like I'm so glad I could be a part of this you know yeah. which is amazing and it's, again another testament to your incredibleness if that's a word <laughs> you know, I don't we're, know we're, we're making up, up words, words this on this entire podcast. episode but I love it and honestly actually something also did want to bring up as well that you um, talked about too is the fact of just like gratitude and also like when Shannon and I travel how much I see so much more positivity than negativity yes like I like that you brought that up because I do believe that like when we travel I feel like the news tends to create this very negative outlook on like you know the, the countries that's surrounded by us in any other ways but I find that when I travel I'm always reaffirmed of the kindness and positivity being shown as a traveler yeah or just like the kindness that I get shown just by walking and talking to people and like the fact that I I'm not surprised to see your you know community grow because of just the people that we've met I'm like yeah so many people would be so involved in this is why we were so passionate to have you here today because I was like the, everyone would love this. And I was yes. like, and you would love her. Yeah, Rebecca Rebecca's- in itself. I was like, she's a sensation. <laughs> I love her. Hi, we love you, Rebecca. We love you. I <laughs> yes. think
0: people who choose to travel already have an openness toward the world. Yes. And even if you you're going it. to a resort and you're not leaving the resort, you can still do something good. You can still be incredibly thoughtful and kind. I am not the travel Mm -hmm. police. There may be ways (laughs) I prefer you to travel or that I think might be more enriching, but the fact that you're willing Mm -hmm. to leave your own country and go somewhere else and Mm -hmm. perhaps be open to new experiences is just a a wonderful thing. And gratitude Mm -hmm. never diminishes anybody. It expands everybody. So, you don't lose anything, you gain things when you express gratitude. Yes. I mean, everybody knows this. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: sure everyone who's listening is doing the snaps. So, like, like yes, yes, Rebecca, she's got this. So, little snaps, it's like coffee chat, like, yes, or a poet <laughs> session.
0: But if any of your <laughs> listeners want to tell their own, if they yes. use yes. travel advisors, they can make their travel advisors well aware of pack for a purpose if you have an in with people Mm -hmm. magazine you might want them to do a story about for a purpose so the way (laughs) the world does work is through connections that is absolutely Uh, it just is Mm -hmm. if you're applying for a job and i know your mother and someone else is applying for a job and i don't know them and you have absolutely the same set of skills and charisma i'm probably going to go with you because i know your mother all things being equal so i think one way to increase our to expand our presence is for all of your listeners to brainstorm well who do i know who would want to do this oh wait a second exactly i'm channeling my interns follow us on social media no, yes. I love it.
1: No, I love no, honestly, do not worry. All of her information, guys, will be hosted on our website. And we yep. will be posting this like crazy during the week of the like of this episode air date. Yeah. Know? So do not worry, Rebecca. We're gonna make sure everybody knows who you are. And your organization, <laughs> of course. Yes. But I actually do have a question for you though. So the one thing I do, obviously during this crazy time that we're in, how has COVID changed the way your organization works now that less people are traveling internationally during this time?
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that was, we had to totally refocus at least temporarily. Mm -hmm. So what we wanted to do was be sure Travelers, people who are dreaming of traveling and, and things like that would not forget about pack for a purpose. So we reached out to all our participants and said, would you send us blogs about how impactful this has been and how meaningful this has been to your community so people will keep that in the forefront of their thoughts when they're planning trips again. Some places, mm-hmm. um, the Sandals Foundation, for example, some places you can't send, Ship supplies to them. They have a place in the U.S. and then it will go, it will be forwarded with their other supplies. They're taking places. That's not very many people, but a few of them have that. So if people email us and say, well, I can't do anything, but can I ship anything? I'm going here or this is where I used to go. If that is a capability, a possibility, then we just connect them with how they can do that. And then they, they work that out. But I, I, there's something that was the most spectacular experience of all which was from two young boys from Australia, Cody and Owen. They were both under 12, and they were going with their parents to Zambia and Zimbabwe, and the safari camp they were staying at had our logo and a link through to their page on our website, Bushway Safaris, Mm -hmm. and so the boys decided they would collect items from their school friends and take them there, which they did. But when they were there, the Bushways Foundation actually let them experience, they went to the school, they did several things, because they chose to do that and it was possible. When that family came back to Australia, the boys decided there was a need for medical equipment. A BOMA, B-O-M-A, is a gathering place, but people who are herders, who have cattle, have to put them inside an enclosure at night or predators are gonna eat them. So usually they're just using um, thorn bushes and things like that. But the father owned a business and they had a lot of waste, metal, and canvas. So he came back and invented portable BOMAs using the metal and the canvas. The boys got in touch with another, this really does make me cry, another international organization in Australia that dealt with medical equipment and repurposing. The boys raised enough money to send back an entire shipping container to Zimbabwe, full of shoes, the Bomas medical equipment. The medical, uh, the medical nonprofit in Australia was so impressed, they sent additional container of medical supplies for a clinic supported in Zambia by the same foundation. And I asked Gen to their mother, I said, do you think it would be honest to state that because you packed for a purpose, these additional things happen? Because I don't believe in overstating anything. She said, absolutely. Yes. And you may not be able to send a shipping container of supplies somewhere, you know. Yes. But the
1: fact- They're an extreme case. (laughs) (laughs) But that was amazing. That
0: just, it just blew my mind thinking of all the people- who would benefit from two little boys who set out just to take some school supplies and involve their friends at their school in that activity. So um, wow. I did That's want to mention incredible. that. They were yeah. My it. heart is soaring. Yeah, so, I just can't
1: believe how young they are too. Like that's what's even more inspiring is the generosity and like the need that they saw. And from just like like you mentioned, the little advertisement that they saw when they were like on vacation and bring going back home, wanting to do some more good, you know. Yeah. And inspiring a chain of good events. And think about like eleven years ago when you started this, you had this idea, and the chain reaction it's created, and the people. You affected. affected. It's just like, I'm getting emotional. I got like chills right now. Like, that's amazing. It's like, oh, wow, Rebecca. Like, that's just, I know. I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. I'm a podcaster. I'm speechless. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to say. I know. It's it's amazing. It's just a beautiful thing to hear that. And it's inspiring. It is inspiring. It's like, like you mentioned, it's like not taking no for an answer, just talking to the right people, networking, figure out how can I help? I'm going to figure this this out. and how many people want to help. That's also the beautiful part of this whole mission as well.
0: One last thing that's important. I'm sorry, I just can't go over, but we have a wonderful partnership with another NGO called Not Just Tourists. This organization started in Canada, but then Carl and his wife Tara set up the first branch in the United States in California. And this goes back to my hatred of waste and the importance of medical supplies. So what Not Just tourists does is they curate suitcases full of medical supplies that have never been used, that would have been sent to the dump in the United States. So when there's a big package of things, and inside this big package there are individual packages of medical supplies, once that first seal is broken to get something out of it, none of those supplies can be reused in this country. So what we did was we sent out a list. We sent, we notified every clinic on our website and said, if you could use supplies, Carl and, Tara, Carl and Tara sent them a form saying, what supplies do you need? So if you are in the U.S., you have to pay for the shipping, which is never more than $35. He's got some side deal going so that he gets a great rate. So you would pay for this suitcase, an entire suitcase to be sent to you in the U.S., and then you can take a suitcase of brand new medical supplies specifically curated for that community with you. Unfortunately, it's not available to anybody outside of the U.S. yet, but you can take them to places all over the world. So if a participant is working with them, you'll see it on their page. It will say not just tourists. And that's something that's really important to me as well. This just fears... The deepest place in the ocean is not as deep as the human capacity for kindness and creativity. And that is something we could do. So I don't want to go over our time, but I had to mention not just tourists because it's such a great way to repurpose medical supplies and eliminate waste in our own landfills. Yeah. No,
1: honestly, I never apologize for sharing your message to the world. We'll take as much time as we can take, so do not apologize for that. That's just another incredible story after another. Like it's just like I literally get chilled. I feel so inspired right now. Yes, I just I like. I can't wait for my next trip and to go on your website and to make this happen. (laughs) Yes, and I hope that hearing these stories, our listeners are inspired as well to. Check out her website to see what's on that list. Even check out that organization you just mentioned earlier. Bring yeah. a suitcase that needs those supplies. Like, yeah. that's an incredible thing we can all do. And the fact that a good chunk of our listeners, like we do have a few fo- like uh, outside listeners, yeah. but a lot of our listeners are from America, United States. So, guys, take these opportunities mm-hmm. to, like, educate yourself on this and to pack for a purpose you know <laughs> like we gotta do that That's i know amazing i know and i think that was like the
0: best way time is running out but i think yes. i need to mention the way you inspired me so several oh. weeks ago i was telling one of our interns well we are never gonna do TikTok. i just don't have <laughs> time for that but yeah the vogel twins have inspired us it this may take tough. a while But we are going to do TikTok. So if you're out there, when you pack for a purpose, I hope you will do a 30-second to one-minute TikTok video holding up our I pack for a purpose sign so we can start loading these stories onto TikTok and help this go viral in a good way. So I want to thank yes. the two of you. And spread the word. Really ah. inspired me to do that. It may take a while. My oh. intern her last day is a week from today and then I will be internless at least temporarily. But we will <laughs> keep working. So even though time is passing, yes. we will be TikToking. Um I would say by Woo! December at <laughs> the latest. And
1: I honestly that I'm, was the best segue to also introduce cuz I know that like your goal is to obviously assist travelers, like our community who want, just want to say thank you, or just to simply want to expand like their generosity beyond their own communities. And since obviously our, you know, audience is travel based, we want to take this opportunity to share with our community how someone goes about participating with you and kind of give you this last bit to just kind of say what you want to say about Pack for a purpose to our community.
0: Make your mother happy choose to pack for a purpose when you travel yes. yes. and if you have the resources to help us because i think of us as a project as well i humbly yeah. totally believe that if we did not have this website people might be taking things but they would be taking inappropriate things things that weren't useful yeah. just because they were ignorant not out of a lack of kindness so of as course. long as we can exist we can make this better and better, but we do need your help. Yes. Cookies only go so far. I found out. Now we need a different kind of dough, as I said. Yes. Put in the bank. <laughs> so. Yes. Oh my God. Capacity, I love that. Never doubt your capacity for kindness mm. and yes. celebrate generosity and Let's be grateful that in the 21st century, we have podcasts that can inform us and entertain us and that there are so many people much younger than I am who exemplify goodness, smartness and generosity. I will be forever grateful. Thank the two of you so much, Shannon and Kristen.
1: Thank you, Rebecca. I mean, the sentiment is definitely the same. I feel really grateful that you took the time to share these beautiful stories, to inspire our audience, to make a difference, to pack for a purpose. And I'm just so thrilled that we could be a little bit of a step in the right direction for you. I hope yes. you get some more participants. I know for a fact yeah. I am adding myself to that list. Of course. <laughs> and I just can't wait to donate my time as well and supplies. So I'm going to check out your website and like we mentioned earlier, guys, all of her information, including whenever you have your TikTok, Rebecca, we're going to link that TikTok on our page <laughs> and you guys please give her pages a follow. Please check out her website. She just only scratched the surface of the 11 years of hard work that this organization has done it's an incredible thing to be a part of and i feel so honored to be talking to the person who sparked this amazing movement yes thank you so much rebecca for being on i know we appreciate it so much
0: bye and right back at you yes
1: Yes. all right everyone bye
0: guys